Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Grant us, Lord, we pray thee, to trust in thee with our whole heart, 
seeing that as thou dost always resist the proud who confide in their own strength, so thou dost not forsake those who make their boast of thy mercy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. reading from Deuteronomy. These are the words the Lord commanded Moses to speak to the people. I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his ordinances, Then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you this day that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land which you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore choose life, that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and cleaving to him. For that means life to you in length of days. That you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to you, to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them the word of the Lord.
A reading from Philemon. Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Apaphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and all the saints, and I pray that the sharing of your faith may promote the knowledge of all the good that is ours in Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Accordingly, though, I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required. Yet, for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an ambassador and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I have become in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own free will. Perhaps this is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it to say nothing of your owing me, even in your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ, confident of your obedience. I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. The word of the Lord. Jesus. And he turned and said to them, 
If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. But which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and take counsel, whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an embassy and asks terms of peace. So, therefore, whosoever of you does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, let us consider Onesimus, the slave of Philemon. A great deal of what we know of Onesimus, the slave, comes to us from this morning's epistle. We read almost its entirety. But before we consider Onesimus, the slave, let me introduce a few characters in the epistle of Philemon. Philemon himself. He was a resident of Colossae and a Roman citizen who was known publicly for his kindness, his hospitality, and his gracious spirit. And while Paul himself did not found or evangelize the church in Colossae, it is obvious that Paul did convert Philemon and knows him personally. Philemon is an upstanding Christian whom Paul had converted and considers a friend. We also know that the church in Colossae is meeting in Philemon's house at the time of the letter. And Paul addresses the letter not only to Philemon, Philemon, but his wife, Apphia, whom we know nothing about, and also Archippus, who is the bishop or the priest in Colossae. Now Onesimus. Onesimus is a slave of Philemon. And according to church legend, Onesimus was born of very wealthy parents who were both killed when he was a young child. And he was taken in by an aunt, a foster mother, and was raised and educated by this foster mother. Unfortunately, she died a few years later when Onesimus was 12 
and her will, or what we consider a will, the legal documents, were lost and disputed, and that left him without any sort of status according to Roman law. So the death of his aunt left Onesimus without parent and stripped subsequently of Roman citizenship, and Onesimus was sold into slavery. Philemon buys Onesimus at the market in Colossae, and Onesimus becomes the slave of Philemon, sometime before Philemon's conversion. Now, a few years after the conversion of Philemon to Christianity, the slave Onesimus, now nearly 20 years old, steals, makes off with some of Philemon's money or valuables. He runs away some 900 miles from Colossae to Caesarea, where Paul is imprisoned. Onesimus travels from Colossae to Caesarea with a purpose, with intention. He travels to see Paul. But we have no idea why he would do so. We have no reason to think that Paul will be of any use or help to him. It's obvious from Paul's writings that Paul is not publicly opposed to slavery. Or at the least, Paul never gives any outright indication that he's opposed. In his letter to Titus, Paul writes this. Bid slaves be submissive to their masters, to give satisfaction in every respect. So, it's very curious that Onesimus makes a 900-mile journey to seek Paul. Now, what makes this flight of Onesimus more perplexing is his risk, the risk of taking this 900-mile journey. If a runaway slave is found or caught, they are branded on their forehead with a hot iron capital letter F for fugitive. They are then bound and returned to their master where they are shown no mercy and usually put to death. So Onesimus, who has stolen riches from his master, Philemon, walks 900 miles to Caesarea to see Paul. Once in the city, Onesimus goes into its center and into the Roman jail, guarded by many Roman soldiers. Not exactly what we would expect from someone who's trying to keep a low profile and escape death. But he gets there. Paul receives Onesimus in the Roman jail, and Paul does what Paul does best. He converts him, baptizes him, right there in the jail with St. Mark and St. Luke attending. But now Paul is faced with a problem. What does he do with this runaway slave? Does he tell Onesimus to flee, continue to go? Does he send him back to Philemon and pray that Philemon show mercy on him when Rome certainly will not? If we read in the letter this morning, Paul sends him back to Philemon, but not without a heartfelt, tender, and humble entry, of which we read this morning. Paul, as an apostle, has the authority, spiritual authority that is, to direct or order Philemon to release the slave Onesimus. But Paul didn't do that. Rather, Paul lays out a compelling and a passionate plea for the life of his slave. To begin with, Paul forgoes his apostolic privilege and writes to Philemon as a slave himself, calling himself a prisoner or imprisoned five times in a letter that is only 25 verses long. Next, Paul appeals to a foundational Christian principle that all who have been baptized in Christ are children of God and brothers and sisters. So no one person is any better than another. 
So two who were once slave master are now brothers. Paul calls both of them his children, bringing to light to the forefront that in fact that it was he who converted them both, that it would be personally troubling for him if any ill were to come to either Philemon or Onesimus. Now finally, Paul plays on the name of Onesimus itself, which means profitable, useful. Whereas Onesimus was not profitable or useful to Philemon in that he stole money and valuables from him and ran away. Now that he's come to Jesus, he's been baptized. He is useful. Paul appeals to Philemon to allow Onesimus to stay on with him as an evangelist, as a helper, as a missionary. And in that, he will be very profitable to the spread of Jesus, to the spread of the Christian church. And Paul offers to pay Philemon back what Onesimus stole. But yet, brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, Paul leaves... <laughs> All of this decision to Philemon, and he sends Onesimus back. Now, something I find very interesting is a side note. He does not send Onesimus the slave back empty-handed, but with what is to be considered extremely valuable treasure. Onesimus and a companion of Paul named Tychus are sent to Colossae with three letters. The personal letter to Philemon, treating Onesimus' well-being. Second letter, what is known as the Epistle to the Colossians. The third letter, the Epistle to the Ephesians. All three of which are books of the Bible. So the slave Onesimus, the fugitive, is given a good deal of the New Testament. It's of note that upon leaving, Philemon receives the letter Onesimus from Onesimus and is granted his freedom. Onesimus goes on to a life of service in Christ as a great evangelist and actually ends up becoming the bishop of the town of Ephesus. He is later martyred for the faith of Jesus Christ. Philemon, once master and later brother of Onesimus, continues laboring for Christ as well. He is eventually made bishop of Colossae, and he meets an equal fate, buried chest deep and stoned to death. So then this morning, we're shown wonderful things. We're shown a child whose parents die whose foster mother dies, who ends up getting sold into slavery. Enslaved, he steals from the slave master and runs away. During this running, the slave meets the power, the grace, and the mercy of God. In prison, he comes to love Jesus Christ and is baptized. And it is through Jesus Christ that this slave, Onesimus, is freed and becomes a powerful instrument of peace and love that brings many souls to the love and salvation of God in Jesus Christ. Now, if nothing else, brothers and sisters, if nothing else, beloved in the Lord, this should give us hope for our own lives and our own conditions. If the love of God can convert Paul, one of the greatest and most brutal persecutors of the early Christian church, convert him and make him an apostle, if the love of God can turn the heart of a slave owner wronged by his slave to not only release, but to labor alongside for the sake of the gospel. If the power of God can take an orphan, turn runaway slave, and make him into a bishop of the church and the example to be followed by all, then there is nothing in this life, there is no station, there is no problem too large, 
no situation too complicated or desperate that cannot be turned, that cannot be used for good by our Lord Jesus Christ. So let us consider our own journeys. For our lives start out in one way, our lives will take violent twists, turns, but nothing in our life is beyond redemption. Nothing in our life is beyond the concern and the care of Jesus Christ. Our journeys may begin as fugitives. We may be running desperately from something. But through faith in Jesus Christ, from fugitives, we can become bishops, leaders in the church of Christ. From, fu- from fugitives, we can become some of the most powerful instruments of the love and mercy of God. So, brothers and sisters, rejoice in Christ our Lord. Entrust our hearts to Him. Let us entrust our very lives into his care. And let us work alongside Philemon and Onesimus and Paul to show the world the love and the power and the mercy of God that can redeem even the worst situation and turn the lowliest and worst of us into instruments and vessels of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty. Prayers of the people, form one, found on your, in your bulletin on page eight. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
for the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For our President Barack, for our Governor Field, and for our Mayor Johnny, for the leaders of nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. For this city and for every city and community and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and suffering, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, Mike Blanton, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Diane Beulah, Luca Seraldo, Beth, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Braxton Dickerson, Jody Miles Dickerson, Judith Height, Aaron Hill, Emily Lauren Ishi, Clementa Lovenall, Leroy Jensen, Calvin Lambert, Mary Lou Lott, Reverend Mary Mansfield, Patrick McAllister, Randolph McLaughlin, Michael Mitchell, Michael Myrick, Kyle Pearson, Carol Prevost, Joy Roberts, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Jennifer Scully, Nettie and Gary West, Steve Shepard, Will Sherrill and family, Tony Stiles, Ray Stringer, Henry Temple, Harry Valentine, Donna and Milton Wheeler, and Candy Widener. For your handmaids with child, especially Mary Ellen Stansel and Elizabeth Tosh, For those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Beth Brazier, Philip Higginbotham, Chris Peavy, and Lee Walters. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jermillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, including Ike Harrington and Ella Smith, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. 
that we may end our lives in faith and hope without suffering and without reproach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. Almighty God, who hast bestowed thy grace upon thy people by thy Son, Jesus Christ, grant us, we beseech thee, to be enriched with his manifold gifts, that patiently enduring through the darkness of this world, we may be found shining like lamps in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ when he cometh in his kingdom, to whom be praise and glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in law, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we Good morning, everybody, and welcome to church on this Back to Church Sunday. It's good to see you all here today. Uh, we, we had a wonderful breakfast this morning, so I want to thank everybody who made that possible. Uh, coming up later today, we'll, the EYC will meet uh, at 6 p.m., and uh, we have a wonderful dinner planned. And uh, So if you have children in 7th through 12th grade, please encourage them to, to uh, come out and join us for that. This week at St. John's uh, will be a pretty standard fall week around here. Uh, Tuesday, I want to remind all the daughters of the King that they'll be meeting. And then on Wednesday, we'll have our usual uh, 12 o'clock Holy Eucharist with Healing Unction. And at 545, the vestry of this parish will meet. So please keep all these things in your prayers. Uh, also, coming up, uh, script our next script order will be, be placed Tuesday, September the 10th. Uh, at 10 a.m., so if you're uh, planning on ordering script, uh, you should to support the Honduras Medical Mission. Uh, it's due by Tuesday, September the 10th at 10 a.m. 10 
Ladies' Night Out is coming up, and our own Jennifer Myrick is going to uh, be uh, leading the ladies in the production of handcrafted jewelry. So it's, uh, she does a very nice job and has done several things for the youth group and other um, parish ministries. So uh, if you're a lady of the parish, sign up and invite a friend. Again, that's uh, September 18th. Uh, Honduras Medical Mission, there is a list of needed supplies as you uh, make your daily rounds and do your daily shopping. If you can look on there, if you find deals on any of these things, bring them by the parish and drop them in the box by the parish office or at the back door of the nave. Uh, Four-year groups are also uh, underway for signing up. And those uh, There's a sign-up sheet on the sacristy wall and by the parish office as well. It's a great way to, to uh, get to know other people in the church in an informal and social setting. So um, I think that's, that's all that's really... Um, going on. We've, we've put on sale the uh, tickets for the wine tasting and set the date for that, so, so be on the lookout for that, and uh, if you know, if you're looking to buy tickets, our, our vestry has uh, tickets to sell, and so does the parish office. So, again, everyone, well, ascribe to the Lord the honor to His name, bring offerings and come into His courts.
blessings upon our lives, giving thanks especially this day for the grace and love of God to redeem any situation or any person. We offer the holy sacrifice of the Eucharist, will in solidarity with Christians throughout this world, that God's peace may reign on this earth, remembering especially the war torn area of the Middle East, Syria, and Egypt, and beyond. We also offer the Holy Eucharist on behalf of Christians who are facing persecution, remembering especially those again in Syria and Egypt, Nigeria and Sudan. We offer holy special intentions for this parish that may grow and thrive and prosper for this community we live in. Finally, may God's peace dwell upon us. Again and again, you called us into covenant with you, 
and through the prophets who taught us to hope for salvation. Father, you love the world so much that in the fullness of time you sent your only Son to be our Savior, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He lived as one of us, yet without sin. To the poor, he proclaimed the good news of salvation. To prisoners, freedom. To the sorrowful, joy. To fulfill your purpose, he gave himself up for death. And rising from the grave, destroyed death and made the whole creation new. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died for us and rose again. He sent the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe. To complete his work in the world and to bring to fulfillment the sanctification of all. The hour had come for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. At supper with him, he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink, do this for the remembrance of me. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, recalling Christ's death and his descent among the dead, proclaiming his resurrection and ascension to your right hand, awaiting his coming in glory, and offering to you from the gifts you have given us this bread and this cup. We praise you and we bless you. We praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, and we pray to you, Lord our God. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. Remember, Lord, your one holy Catholic and apostolic church, redeemed by the blood of your Christ. Reveal its unity, guard its faith, and preserve it in peace. Remember all who have died in the peace of Christ and those whose faith is known to you alone. Bring them into the place of eternal joy and light. And grant that we may find our inheritance with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, with patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, with St. John, our patron, and all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. We praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ and in Christ and in Christ, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty God and Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and
pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you all.
The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.